They called us monsters, so monsters we became. We are monsters out of the closet. I'm Nicole. I'm Thara. And I'm Shreya. When living in dangerous times, fighting against dehumanizing systems, it can be hard to stay hopeful. But no one can endure the terror of an unjust regime or the grinding misery of oppression forever. There will be an uprising. In this episode's featured piece, an unseen narrator follows one woman's awakening to resistance right under the unsleeping gaze of their otherworldly overlords. There Was a Tearing was written by Caroline Devlin and performed by Del Robertson Glenn. Exhibit 37827392 Documents recovered from the residence of Presented in the order in which they were recovered and retyped for legibility. Unless otherwise indicated, the documents were written on scraps of notebook paper with a blue ballpoint pen. Note on date Do not trust the jam jar. I know the importance of routines. I know you like to wake up five minutes after seven, stretch your arms in a Y of creaking, popping joints, and check under your tongue for any helpful notes I may have left in the night. I know that post-shower and toothbrushing, you like to make yourself coffee and toast with strawberry jam. Do not follow this routine. Your jam has been laced with strychnine, and the outside cleverly labelled, not poison. There are many other nice things to put on toast. Butter is one. Margarine is also acceptable. Do not talk to your co-workers about others. Do not talk to your co-workers about anything. Stop talking. Note on date. I do not know the difference between a riddle, a joke, and a question. Maybe it has to do with the intention behind it. Whether the speaker wants to test a person, or get a laugh, or just hear an answer. But maybe the speaker is not always certain of their intention. Maybe the response they get determines the why. What do you think? Anyway, here is what I wanted to ask. Do you remember the sky? Do not panic. I would not tell the manager if you did. I would not tell anyone. We can keep it a secret, just for us. Note on date. I never knew my name. Or your name, for that matter. But... It is somewhat more upsetting not to know my own name. I can feel the shape of it in my head. Not a memory, just a raw place where a memory should be. Like poking your tongue into the socket after you lose a tooth. It's hard not to pick at those kinds of things, right? Worry them until they go from twinge to hurt to harm. I 
I'm finding it particularly frustrating, because I can remember 15 flavours of jams and preserves in order of my preference. Just not my name. Note on date. Do you remember the things that never were? Is that why you look out from your window and tremble? Note on date. One of your hands is not your own. Note on date. You are having a nightmare. Not as you read this, but now, as I write it. Your eyes are squeezed shut, like trying to hold back tears. Your lips are tight and bloodless. Little noises of distress escape the clenched prison of your teeth. What are you dreaming about? What terror could there be in sleep that is not mirrored and magnified when you wake up? I move closer. Close enough to brush my fingers over the duvet. You are alone in your pain. I am alone in my observation. We are always alone. Family, friends, loved ones, in the sense that these sorts of things once existed, can only ever skim along the surface of our lives. Everyone is a stranger to our thoughts our feelings, our pain. They might reach out to us from the void, but they will never be able to cross it. But maybe it's enough just to reach. I take your hand in mine, and you quiet, mouth softening. You are so warm, so gentle with sleep, and it echoes something in me. In this brief moment, we are alone together. Note on date. Written on the back of a microwave popcorn bag. Do you still look up at the sky? Do you still look up at the sky and weep for everything that once was, and then never was? Great, racking sobs that curve your spine like a willow in a storm. Eyes red with saltwater burns. Snot trickling down from nose to chin. Trees can only bend so much before they start to grow like that. Deformed and twisted. Can you pick up some more popcorn next time you're at the supermarket? I'm having such a craving lately. Note on date. Some helpful tips and tricks for your upcoming performance review. 1. Get 8 hours of sleep the night before. 2. Dress to impress. 3. Try to anticipate the questions you might be asked. Have you been meeting all your sales quotas? Hoarding any forbidden memories? 4. A firm handshake and direct eye contact are not recommended. Do not look at your manager. Keep your neck bared in a submissive posture. 5. Be the willow, not the oak. 6. Scream as loud as you can. Managers like to know they're doing a good job too. 7. Constructive criticism might sting, 
but those fingernails will grow back, and gargling with salt water should prevent a dry socket from forming. 8. Send a follow-up email a few days later to thank your manager for meeting with you. There is no need to be nervous. There is also no need to be calm. It will happen either way, and I am so very sorry. Note on date. There have been so many times you almost saw me. I'm not always so quick about diving into a cabinet or under your bed. I am not always so precise about hovering in your blind spot while you clean the grout in the bathroom like I'm doing right now. You are not scrubbing hard enough, by the way. I'll go over it later. If you looked over your shoulder, you would see me. You do not. But the thought is so exhilarating that I have to lie down for a bit behind the couch. I touch my face and try to imagine how your gaze would feel. Would you look at me like this? Or that? Would you see me how I want to be seen? Note on date. Picture a road. It can be short. A harsh line carving through hills and forests and mountains. Industrial blacktop. The low roar and gasoline reek of passing 18 wheelers. You must walk, but it will not have to be for very long. This is a mercy, and small mercies can be enough. The road can be winding, leading you gently past open fields, grassy clearings, icy blue streams. Things you've read about and seen on TV, but never in person. You must walk, and it will be much, much harder. The last few miles will be much, much crueler. But the walk will be beautiful. So little is beautiful now. Picture its destination. It is the same, no matter which road you visualised. This only ends one way. Note on date. After you left for work, I spent the morning looking at myself in your mirror. Would you think I'm beautiful? It is a question I find that I am asking more and more. I have all the necessary components for a face. Eyes, nose, barcode, mouth, etc and arranged in a manner and proportion similar to yours. I have skin, hair, many fingers and toes. Is that enough to be beautiful? I want to know how you would see me. If it would be like how I see you. Note on date. I opened your gift. You beautiful, stupid girl. Once I unfolded the paper, once my eyes registered the blues and pinks and soft velvet black, I knew what it was. The knowledge was a broken bone being set straight, a dislocated shoulder being popped back into place, the shock of pain 
and then a low, dull ache. Tears dripped down my face, puddled like rain on the page. What have you done? Lucy, God, do you have any idea what they would do to you? It was so stupid and dangerous, and I am furious that I love you all the more for it. I want to go to your room right now and kiss your sleeping forehead. I want to grab your shoulders, shake you awake, and keep shaking until you promise never to do something like this again. I stand at the foot of your bed until both urges pass. What would you see first if you woke up? The paper in my hand? The fear in my eyes? Maybe something else? Something that makes me sigh, tuck the blanket tight around your shoulders, and shut the door quietly on my way out. I am afraid, Lucy. Mostly for you, but also some for myself. I am afraid, but thank you for the gift. Note on date. Love, I think, is very similar to eating a crumpled up drawing. Note on date. Alicia. I am saying it out loud as I write. Alicia. Alicia. I never want to forget again. I will press hard with the pen and carve the word into this paper as I carve it into my memory. I can feel the shape of me. Her. The rough dimensions of personhood. I want to spill myself into those lines, fill them up with me, until I am her and she is me, and we cannot ever be unmixed. I do not know if that is possible. I do not know if there is enough of me left to colour in the outline, but it is a lovely thought. Note on date. I know I said I was leaving. It was not a lie when I wrote it, but it became one shortly after. I watched you read the note, and the sight of you lanced me like a pin through a butterfly. All I wanted to do was hold you and wipe the salt water from your face. It was not supposed to hurt. You have had enough hurt for anyone. But then I watched you dry your eyes, and I swear I could see the colours in you. You made another drawing, and put it in the pocket of your blazer before heading off to work. I could have taken it out. I did not, though I was afraid, am afraid, of what will come after. Maybe in that moment, you would have been able to see the colours in me too. I watched you come back, pour yourself a glass of wine, and take a seat at the kitchen table. 
We both know the use of office copiers to disseminate forbidden materials is strictly prohibited by company policy. We both know you have a few hours before they come for you. To unmake you. As you read this, you now know you have a few minutes before the sedative I put in your glass begins to take effect. I sharpened the bread knife. I have many bandages ready. Go lie down, my love. It will be easier that way. Note on date. Their suspicions are getting stronger, Lucy. They searched your apartment again today. They did not find me, but only because they were not looking for me. And only because they were not looking for me, I was able to hide the office supplies you stole. Who did you ask for the key to the storeroom? Did you really think you could trust them? Trust any of them? They work for a factory, Lucy. I mean, you do too. But you were different. My love, they will not be content with poisoning your food and disorganizing your sock drawer much longer. You need to stop while it remains an option. Do not ask your co-workers about the sky. They do not remember. They are torn and bent, and they will ruin everything beautiful left in you. Note on date. Sometimes you frustrate me. You like your morning routine and your blazers with their tasteful, minimalist bloodstains. You like your desk in its open plan office, surrounded by fluorescent lights and beige carpeting. You like sedimented coffee and small talk at break time. You like making sales calls on your disconnected landline, pitching the latest products on an endless dial tone. You enjoy some of it, as if you were not still part of a factory. As if you do not know exactly what it is you are selling. Have you been bent too far for too long? Can you still remember the sky? It is fine to do your job. Necessary, if we are being honest. Compliance gets you lovely things, like the relative integrity of your physical form, and an employee of the month certificate to keep on your wall. Just... do not enjoy it. Please. I feel more alone when you enjoy it. Note on date. Do you remember when it happened? That horrible shriek of tortured metal. That ragged wound on the horizon line. Something worming its way through. Feelers moving in peristaltic, stop-motion spasms. Getting a solid grip on the edge. And then... Then the tearing, like nails ripped from their beds, like skin peeled from its body. And in our heads there was a tearing, so that when we looked up at the raw void where the sky once was, well, that is how it always had been. The factories, the culling, the processing, they too always had been. We did not cry, 
because there was nothing to mourn. We simply settled into our new, but not new, routine. You have always worked in sales. I have always hidden in your apartment. But I'm curious what we were before that was always true. Friends? Wives? Or strangers to each other? Did you love me? Did I deserve that love? I guess what I'm trying to say is... Thanks for leaving breakfast out for me in the mornings. The smiley face pancakes are a nice touch. Note on date... I cannot stand seeing that thing on the end of your wrist. The cruel circuitry grafted to your bones, hidden beneath skin and muscle. They made your body into its own prison warden. A pale, lopsided spider just waiting to drag you into the processing line. But you treat it like a friend. You let it help you do up the buttons of your blouse. You bite its nails and use it to dry your tears. It is not nearly so harmless. (sighs) Tonight was more difficult than usual for me. I got the bread knife from the kitchen and drew a little dotted line where to cut. I put the metal teeth to your skin, trying to make myself saw through. But I could not. I am afraid of what would come after. I am afraid of being found. You can clean off the marker with some rubbing alcohol. Note on date. Stop. You must stop right now. They already suspect what you have done, and suspicion alone has earned you so much pain. If it becomes knowledge, they will do terrible things, Lucy. Why won't you be quiet and good? Is it me? Did I do this to you? Note on date. This will be my last note. As the old saying goes, if you love something, run as fast and as far away as you possibly can. Be good. Please, just be good for them, Lucy. They might be gentler with you that way. Note on date. It is not very easy to eat a drawing. I crumbled it into a little ball and mashed it with my back molars until the whole spit-slick mass could slide down my throat like a baby mouse into a snake. I put a hand over my stomach, trying to feel my body breaking it down still further extracting colours from paper and making them part of me. The blues and purples hidden in the marrow of my bones. The pinks and oranges pumping through my veins. The velvety light-speckled black soothing tender nerves. They can drag me to a factory. They can split me open and remove bones, blood and squishy little bits 
never meant to be set out on metal trays. They can disassemble me until all that is left is a vaguely person-shaped mass of me and suffering. But they cannot take the drawing from me now. No more than you or I could separate salt from seawater with our hands. We should acknowledge our victories where we can. Note on date. This morning, I fell in love with you. You were wearing your Saturday uniform of a loose t-shirt and pyjama pants, sprawled out in front of the TV. I was right next to you, hidden behind the couch. You knew that I was there, and I knew that you knew. And we could bask in the comfortable warmth of being together. That was happiness. Then, you slung an arm over the back of the couch, reaching out. Offering, but not demanding. You must have heard the pounding of my heart, the nervous convulsions of my throat. Palm clammy with sweat, I took your hand in mine. You held it so softly, so gently, and I cannot remember the last time someone touched me with any softness or gentleness. I cannot remember the last time someone touched me at all. I wanted to live in that moment for the rest of my life. Seal it in plastic, or preserve it like a bug in amber. You told me your name. You told me my name. You said you had a gift for me, but that you need to get some things from work first. Lucy, my love, this is all I need. Note on date. Written in black permanent marker on a blood-stained duvet cover. This could only ever end one way. I never lied about that. I never lied about any of it. Though some things did become lies after the fact. However, the following points remain particularly true. I love you. The sedative will wear off soon. We have an hour before they come for us. Maybe less. Do not worry about packing. I already borrowed a plastic bag and filled it with things like clean socks, bullets, and a raincoat. Those trail mix bars you pretend are a healthy snack. I am waiting right outside the bedroom for you, Lucy. I will not hide from you again. Picture our road, its destination unchanged. We will walk it as far as we can. Above us, the sky is a ragged hole. Behind us, the gaping maw of a factory is waiting. The road will likely be shorter than we might have hoped. We are afraid. We are beautiful. We are not alone. Exhibit 37827392A Note on date Written in black permanent marker on the palm of a severed right hand. The handwriting is perceptibly different from the other notes. 
We remember the sky. Powerful love, precious memories, secret messages, the hopeful spark of an uprising can take many forms. We ask, dear listeners, that you share in our critical hope. Thanks again to Caroline Devlin for writing There Was a Tearing and to Del Robertson Glenn for her performance. Featured music was by Eric Matias, Blue Dot Sessions, and Patrick Lieberkind. To learn more about our pieces, artists, and readers, visit our website, monstersoutofthecloset.com. Big thanks to our patrons and our amazing supporting producers, Lindsay Holt, Lourdes Kaland, Sarah Lopez, Andy Hunter, and Nicole Penrod, and of course to you, dear listeners, who inspire our resistance. Our next episode, Witch, will be released soon. In the meantime, keep up with our eldritch chanting, podcast news, and other scary things at monstersoutofthecloset.tumblr.com and at pod underscore monsters on Twitter. Until next time, Monsters Out. Monsters Out.